Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. If you want to be an actor, I believe you have to give it two full years of your life. Let's talk about it. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Hello, everybody. It is sweater day. It has no reason to be sweater day in Los Angeles because it's quite warm because it's been very cold lately and it's one of the warmest days, but we are wearing sweaters. I feel the complete opposite. You're wearing a sweater. It has been really warm recently. Today has been rather cold. You feel today's been cold? I've been in my house sick, so I have nothing to say. It, it had been 80 degrees and sunny and today's in the 60s. Yeah. But it feels so warm. I think it's because, I've, like I said, I was in bed sick for a couple of days. So I think just having sunlight on me is exciting. Mm. But it's very warm. It's always interesting in the show to see how we interpret things the complete opposite Yes, way. as always. It, it's, this is, you, so if you ever think there's going to be a will they, won't they, it just it won't, it won't, it won't be. Not won't even they. a chance. Not even, we couldn't get through like, oh, you finished. We were joking. You can't finish each other's sentences. We can't finish finish each other's complete paragraphs. Let's talk about us. <laughs> Let's talk about us. Yes. I, was, I said that to Roxy today. Let's talk about us. She was so shell-shocked. She didn't know. I meant the movie. Yeah. I meant the movie. I didn't know and, he meant the movie. And the, you know, the reason I thought you would know is because last week I was like, did you like it? Did you hate You know, remember I was saying, gave you so many parameters. that was a week parameters. ago. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. You live a, you live a very full life in a week. There was a lot of life lived. There's this a week. lot of life lived. So, Not uh, sleeping. who am I talking to? Miss Phenomenal, Roxy Stryer. Thank you, Sean. And we always have in the booth our fantabulous, Mr. Fantabulous, Jeff Graham, producer. Can't wait to talk about us today, you guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. And today we're going to talk about what me and fellow character actor Chris Darga came up with a few years ago for a workshop called the Two Year Plan for Acting. Basically, it's the way to not be 80 years old, sitting on your porch and saying, gosh, I should have given it a try. So all we're asking you to do is carve out two years of your life, just two. That's not that long in the scheme of your whole life. And then if it works, if it doesn't, you can at least say, I gave it a full shot. So okay. the, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Um, I am also going to talk about my week, as we always do. Yeah, so, I want to know what happened this week. We haven't been in as much communication as we usual. We haven't. So uh, I had a very funny experience. I had my daughter. Um, my girlfriend usually runs my tape sessions. We have a really good communication. She's really honest with me. 
She wasn't around. My daughter had to film this audition. Is this the one who's really honest with you? Yes. Okay. I didn't do tell that on the air. I told you guys off the air, and I said I would talk about it this week, didn't I? Oh, Did I, I talk about it on the air? On there. Did I about the, the the video? That's what I thought. I thought we were going to talk about it. Oh, God. I hope I'm not repeating myself. Mr. Funtabitus, do you remember? I feel like it's totally my job to remember, but... <laughs> I know I've talked about it with well, you, Sean. We've had a lot of life lived. Yes. Right, well, just tell us. I'll do the quick version. See, I, they just said you have to be grounded and real. She started filming, and like every 10 seconds, she would just pause and go, fake. Uh, what is that expression? I don't believe you How at all. How old is your daughter? 14. Oh, my just God. Just turned 15. Yeah. two. Yeah, I loved it. And I was, she was like, are you mad? And I go, I love you. You're yeah. amazing. You're, you're pushing me to be better, which I right? love. She was right. She was totally right, and because of that, I was actually put on hold for the deuce. So I didn't get it, but oh, that uh, was for the deuce. That, that was, was for the deuce, deuce the HBO show. Uh, and then, so how do that, you know you didn't get it? What so? What so they that put me on do? what they put me on hold and or put a pin in me, and that means like two or three guys are held. And then, if you don't hear, usually within twenty four hours, you assume, and then you check in, and they said yes, they've cast someone else. But that's a really good sign because this is Alexa Fogel. She's big in New York. She did, gosh, so many, like Oz and all the big HBO shows, Sopranos, things like that. So it's really good to have me now on she knows her your radio. Face, yeah. Yes, exactly. Was this your first time auditioning for her? Uh, no, I think I have over the years. So it's also better to refresh her mm-hmm. and to see that I can actually do. People know me, if they know me for 10, 15 years ago, they think, oh, big, wacky faces and, you know, big characters. And for her to see me super, I mean, the, the instructions were subtle, real, subtle, real. Do one and then do a second one, half of the one you thought was subtle. And they obviously liked what I did. So that was really nice. Then I got an offer for a horror movie. I can't talk too much about it, um, but a lead from uh, a movie that I had done a couple years ago where I only had a small part, but it, people has in all the reviews said that I stood out. And this guy saw that movie, and it's a lead of a very distinguished leading character, and that's usually not my wheelhouse. So that's really... And it was a straight offer. Straight offer. And very exciting. Did it come through your agent? or uh, Through a friend of mine who's a producer, mm. uh, Felissa Rose. Uh, I'll have her in there one of these days as an independent producer conversation. And then, uh, ironically enough, we worked out the deal, talked to my manager, and then I, they just moved the dates right when I'm going to be in Paris. What are you in Paris for? Uh, uh, my daughter's graduation present. Oh. So I may, there's a chance they may do it a little bit later. But right now, the schedule is a conflict. And do you not cancel trips based off of bookings? Oh, there's no way I could cancel this one. You don't? There, well, not, uh, yes. If it was a huge movie, huge, huge, this is a very small independent movie that there's no way to get around this thing. We've been planning it forever. I've already got an Airbnb, like, set, locked, paid for. But if this was Star Wars, you'd figure it out. I'd figure it out okay. for Star Wars. So I guess the theme, the takeaway is... Here's the good news. The guy noticed me that I could be a lead actor. I'm on his radar. I'm on Alexa Fogel's radar. So it's not about the initial gig, if you get it or not. It's that you're laying down tracks for the future. 
And that's what kind of the two-year plan is about. But before we get into that, Roxy, you'd like to tell them a little bit about AfterBuzz. Well, I think you'd like to hear a little bit I about would Afterbus. love to hear. So, guys, in case you didn't know, we are bringing you all of this content. And we do it. Oh, I love when my theme music comes in. Yeah. We do it all for you guys. It's not just for you, though. For free. All of this content is provided to you. And one of the ways that we are able to do that is with some support from you guys, which means what can you do? Remember last week when you freaked out, you thought I was asking you really, but yeah. it was a rhetorical question. Yes. What you guys can do uh, that we really, it means everything to us, we really, really appreciate it, is go to iTunes, go to YouTube, and rate, comment, subscribe. If there's a thumbs button, hit that thumbs up. If there's a five stars, fill all of them out, because that's how we grow, and that is actually based on the algorithms. Now we're talking straight science, as us actors love to do. Yes. That's how other people find our shows, actually. So the more people... People who are commenting, the more likely a random person is to find our show, which is how we're able to continue to do it. And then commenting is because we love to hear everything you have to say. say, Yeah, Yeah, we want to know what you want us talking about. And I've actually been going back through some of the YouTube comments recently, and they've been asking some questions. I'm going to start pulling those for you, Sean, so that we can make sure we are catering this and tailoring it to you guys at home because you're spending the time listening so we want to make sure we're giving you what you want to hear so we'd really appreciate it rate comment subscribe itunes youtube you know the deal thank you so you're so welcome sean see look at us all right on the same page on the same page a little bit okay so quick acting here's a quick acting game okay okay roxy is pursuing acting and this is my quick acting game your your line is what is the two-year plan, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to throw you scenarios, and then that's how you're going to do it, okay? You're a reporter chasing down a congressman. What is the two-year plan? Perfect. You are a uh, <laughs> sorority girl trapped in the house with the killer coming into your closet. The cl- closet door opens. There's a knife you see on the sweatshirt that reads, what is the two-year plan? You scream. What is the two-year plan? Great. Uh, you are a nerdy scientist who just discovered a very strange egg. You pick it up and you say, What is the two-year plan? Fant- uh, Mr. Fantabulous, <laughs> rating on those? I thought they were all pretty solid. I, 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 I believed them all. My nerdy could have been a little more... What else I, was, yeah, I will say, though, plan. I was especially impressed by Roxy's harried reporter. That's a new yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. add to your wheelhouse. <laughs> Thank you It was good. So You're welcome. Much. It was yeah. great. I was like, and, whoa, that was great. And oh, I'm, I'm very excited now. about the word harried. I really like that. Uh, that's a good word that's not used enough. All working well together. Very good. Thank you so Very much. Very good. Thank All right. You. I'm learning so, so much from you. So what is, I'm such a great teacher. You're ready for anything. What is the two-year plan? Okay. So like I mentioned, if you were a doctor, if you were a lawyer, you would go to law school. It's a two-year law school at most programs. Very intense. You spend tons of times. Uh, researching papers. There's so many things to do. Medical students, you have to do your biology and learn your how many veins you have. Learn how many one. Remember that millions. That one, the one that wraps around the universe and comes back seven times. Seven times. Uh, so this is the same idea. My acting teacher used to say they put in two years. I mean, my friend was a, is a doctor and he put in. Two is a residency, four it's eight years undergrad. Total. Yeah, eight. So it's a long time. And he said, and they do all that stuff, and they're guaranteed a job. And we're not. 
But the only thing that can make us different is if we are at least ready to sell who we are, what we have for this craft. The, there's many things that are out of your control. A schedule change that puts me in the middle of my trip to Paris. I can't control that. But the work I do and did on the movie that he saw me in, I gave it 100%. It was good, and that's what got me this job. So all we're saying is you give it two years of your life. Get ready to set it up. We've had that show. If you want to hear about that one, um, I forget the title of that one. But it was about getting ready to come to L.A. And then this is about what you do when you get here. Last week, we talked about how to set yourself up financially look that one up it's called living lean and mean and this is kind of about the first six months of when you're in la and what you should be doing to pursue your acting so at the end of living lean and mean roxy made a good point saying that we talked about living cheaply but we didn't talk too much about living mean and 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 not having a lot of overhead so i did want to do want to touch on that um before we do the other stuff which is Basically what her point was, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that live lean, meaning you only need in your apartment, what do you really need? You really need a bed, you really need a chair, and you probably need a laptop and a printer and... A table of some sort. table of some sort. That's either a desk or a kitchen or a... Right. Or, or a TV tray. Or, yeah. Something simple. Utensils, basic pots and pans, things like very basic. Live lean. Is there any more, something else you wanted to yeah, add to that? Yeah, I think that's that? something that Kevin Undergaro, who is a create, co-creator of After Buzz TV, mm-hmm. always talks about the organization factor. So it's living lean and clean and mean. Okay. So that it doesn't take you that extra time to find out where everything is because you talk about it's either time or money, right? Right. And so if you can cut down on that by living lean, hopefully if you only have a few amount of things and you don't, your closet doesn't have 5,000 shirts, you've got right. your 20 fit, then it is lean is clean, right. which is organized and then it doesn't scutter up your brain. So. I'm a Marie Kondo man. Mm. I'm a Marie Kondo man. I still haven't man. watched, but I hear it's, it's life changing. It's life changing it really is life-changing i am a scatterbrain i think i probably do have some adhd pretty probably sure i do and by doing that i am losing less and forgetting stuff less like i know where they should be so it does make my life more ordered so to get organized i highly recommend marie kondo either on netflix or her books okay so we got your finances in place. We've got you living lean, clean, and mean. So now it's time. Let's talk about the art and the craft and what you should be doing. So the first thing you have to be honest with is you need to figure out what am I going to do for these first two years? For me, when I was graduating college, there were some women in this blood bank where I worked and they were always talking about the groundlings and how fun it was to go. I asked them about it. I looked it up. I went and saw a show, and I thought, that's what I want to do, comedy, sketch, improv. So I went to the school, and that's what I did for my first couple years. I wanted to do comedy. Why do I say pick a lane? My example is Jim Carrey. He started saying, okay, I'm going to do impressions. And he did big face impressions. Obviously, we all know he can do that in the contortions. 
and he realized, oh my gosh, I don't want to be in Vegas at 60 years old doing impressions. I want to be a more fully realized comedian. And he literally pulled himself off the circuit, re-figured out how he was going to approach the stand-up, and then he did more topical things with some impressions thrown in, then he got in Living Color, then he got uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. But he couldn't have done Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. One of the greatest movies of all time. One of the greatest movies. Oh, there you We're go. We're on the same page there? We're on the same page there. Sean Whalen. Finally. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we did like us. Yes, we did. We don't like we us. We talked about us. We don't yeah. like us, but we like us. We like us and us. And us. And us. Uh, but he couldn't have done that without picking his lane first. Steve Carell is now doing drama. So you're saying he, you can change lanes, but pick one to yes, start. Yes. This is literally just, just to get in the door. It's uh, Tony Robbins talks about it's like the focused laser beam instead of the wide net. Just when you're starting. I'm not. People say, well, I want to show that I can do it all. I wanted to show I could do it all, too. But I started in comedy commercials for two years. Then I did comedy, and then I was lucky. After three years of doing comedy commercials, then I got to do People Under the Stairs. Horror. Yeah, horror. Um, but that is what you want to do. So you need to pick your lane, and that will help you decide on what kind of school you should start with. Not totally only do, but start with. So if you're going to do drama, you have to look at a school for drama. For me, I recommend... and. Yes, I'm biased. I teach there. But it helped me a lot, too. I like a place like Playhouse West. And here are the reasons why. Um, it's affordable. It's one of the cheapest in town because they know that actors don't have a lot of money. What and does affordable mean? A lot of schools, it's, it's about 200 a month, whereas other schools... 500 Yeah, a lot. a lot. They can be a lot. And there are good schools. And if you have the money and you want to spend it at a different school, that's fine. Do what we said in uh, breaking down, uh, finding the internet and, and finding out acting classes. And auditing. And auditing and all that kind of stuff. And I also like it because they have... You can pay for the month, but you can attend as many classes as you want. So let's say... You wanted to attend five to six classes, all the beginning classes that they offer. You could. You could do every single one. I also like it because when I was there, the problem was they had this really great technique, and then they didn't really have a lot of shows. Now they have plays. They have a film festival. They have the comedy program run by yours truly and a couple of my friends where we do sketch and improv shows. There's plenty of places for you to be seen, to take the work you're doing. They'll have things like 48-hour film festivals. They'll do ones, you know, do a 48-hour film festival as a mockumentary, 48-hour film festival as a drama. And I mean, they, they give you so many chances. They have an acting for film. So there's ways to express yourself. It's cheap, and you can immerse yourself fully. The other, reason, the other place, if you want to go the other way, where I started, you can go to a comedy program. Obviously, I would say come to the Neighborhood Comedy Dojo, where I am a founder and teacher. But if you want some place that's known more, you can go to UCB. You can go to Groundlings. You can go to Second City. UCB is more for the kind of the gameplay of it and for the comedy. It's not as much about the acting. Groundlings is about character work, 
and building strong characters that used to be over-the-top characters, Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee Herman, Elvira, they all started there. Now they're trying to be more grounded, wacky characters that you might meet in real life. What the, they say is that UCB is more of a writer's mentality, right. and Groundlings is more of an actor's. Right. And but second it's cool to take se- classes at both, though. And, yeah, no, this is, again, what's your lane? Yeah. And then Second City is really about the sketches and making the, make the topics and scenes, things like that. So whatever makes you feel good, we at the Comedy Dojo try to mesh all of those. Because we've all Been worked at, at all of those. I think so. the best way to choose this, and um, what I did before starting at Groundlings, is go see shows at uh-huh. all the places. And what shows do you like? Right, exactly. What makes you say, like, I want to do that. Right, right. And then go there. What inspires you, yes. And the reason you need to get into a class when you're finally in the place you need to be, Chicago, L.A., New York, Atlanta, is that it's crucial, and I've said this a million times, and I'm going to say it again, it's networking, networking, networking. You meet a ton of people. You meet people that you can do projects with. Some of my longest lifelong friends and people who have given me work over the years and or hired me because they either were at the school either before or after me and knew of me because of my reputation at that school, they all came from either Groundlings or Playhouse West. So it's a really important thing to go to classes and network. So that's what you got to do when you first get here. Then um, there's either background work or extra work, as we call it. It gives you an idea of what it's like on a set. I've talked about that a little bit before. You register at Central Casting. If you do the right amount of ones, you get a voucher. It's very interesting. I'm listening to Jenna Fisher's book. It's an actor's handbook. I'm always interested in what people have to say. And I did not know this, but she got her SAG card from being an extra. She got bumped up. Yeah. And she said that she didn't know anyone who was Taft Hartley. She said, I've been here 20 years, and I don't know, I only know one person who got Taft Hartley on a commercial. Now, what does that mean? You're a non union actor that got hired in a commercial, even though you're non union, but you're so good they want to put you in this commercial, then you're eligible to join the union. That's a, how I got my card. Really? Yeah. So it was weird to hear her say that she doesn't know anyone who's done that when all that's how all my friends hmm. got their cards was getting hired in commercials. I think that nowadays, if that's something that you want, if you want to become SAG eligible or to join SAG in if that's why you're doing extra work, it doesn't happen as often. And so I would recommend going the new media route, which is yes. creating web a, series, creating a web series, having yes. it go through the process. You can look at their website. They talk to you exactly how to do it. We're going to do a whole episode yeah. on joining SAG. I just don't want people being like, I'm going to become an extra so that I can be SAG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's it, just one way. It's, it really, it's really about getting a little bit of money and just learning about the set. But as I said in my last episode, no more than necessary either to get well either to get your card if that's your goal or to just get experience if that's another goal no more than a couple months i said a couple weeks but it does take a little longer to get your vouchers so as long as you know that's it and when you're done you're done because you can get sucked in and just never be able to pursue your acting which totally ruins the two-year plan yeah it's also super super duper time consuming you have to wake yeah. up call every morning yeah so you don't know your days your schedules which is like yeah. as an actor anyway you have to go down to the actual office to have the, your initial meeting yeah it's like a whole to do 
So that's another place yeah. to network, though, with other extras, other actors. Uh, another thing that you can do, meetup groups of other actors. You can join a theater company and just take tickets and get involved with those people. Just surround yourself with like-minded people. It's really, really important. You never know who you're going to meet and when you're going to meet them. So networking is definitely what you should be doing throughout the whole two years. Absolutely. Always if you go to a set as an extra, if you go to a class, I always say walk away with at least one or two phone numbers. Always, always you should meet people. What are your tips for asking that? Well, you have to be organic and open, and you have to be interested in other people. So, did you know, we're go- uh, did you figure, like in acting class, you do doors and activities. Oh, so do you have a door or an activity today? I have an activity. You know, you were really good last week. Oh, thank you. That was really nice. So where are you from? And then you start the conversation. Yeah. Make it about them, you know? Oh, how long have you been here? And then at what point is it appropriate to say, can I have your number? I mean, you don't have to do it within five seconds, but you start a relationship and say you start all those relationships and over a span of a few weeks of a class, you should be able – well, plus in Playhouse West, you, you have to must meet outside. Re- yeah, yeah, you have to meet outside and rehearse with people. So you have to do that. And when in Groundlings, you write sketches together. And so that will grow organically in those places. But if you're on a set as an extra, you have tons of time to kill. So obviously that would be at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know? But it's always really, really important. Okay. Don't forget during the two-year plan also to continue to learn the business. Learn the business you're in. I recommend Deadline Hollywood Daily. There's Variety. There's tons of different websites just to see what's going on. Do you know what's going on? You don't want to be the acting student that's just the acting student. Are you trying to figure out what's going on in your lane? Or in all the lanes. You're trying to figure out what's going on in all the lanes so you can see where your lane fits, if that makes sense. So you say, okay, this is the trend right now. Horror is big right now. So we're going to talk about it in a minute, but I'm going to get together with some of my friends and we're going to do a horror short. You know? Because you know that. And that is what's going on. I'm your friend. Evergreen. Evergreen. I know this is evergreen. Say, are you proud of me? I know this term. Mm Mm-hmm. They and don't know it, but you they do. don't. Evergreen means you can listen to this at any time, and it's always relevant. But at this time when we're recording, right now is a very big time, a resurgence for horror. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele has really upped the game. Let's talk about us. And helped us. Yeah. He, yeah, he did help us. He helped us. But with every from Upgrade to Hereditary to Quiet Place yes. to yes. every one of these movies knocking it out of the park. Right. Uh, it's a big time for sure. And for the last couple of years, some getting nominated for Oscars, which is brand new. Yeah. Brand, brand new. So at this time, you would think, okay, I have a good concept. If you're an, in, an improv group, you go, ooh, let's add a thing where we do a uh, – let's do an improv about a horror movie. You know, just staying relevant. And also, who's making the deals? And you know what? Some people even just write letters to people of the TV shows going, I want to, I'd love to be on your show. I'd do anything. I'd love really? to. Yeah. Cold calling. Kind of, well, it's just kind of sending a letter, just saying, I love your show. It's fantastic. I would love to be a part of anything you do in the future. You never know. Have you ever sent that? 
I, you know what? I did it a couple times, and I still believe I should do it now. Because people are like, at your level now, you just should. Because people know who you are. Yeah. So it's something I've definitely thought about, you know, re-exploring for sure. But it just gives you an idea of what's happening. And it's good to know what the trends are so you can duck and weave. It's just better to be informed. Huh. You duck and weave? I bob and weave. I duck I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, th- I don't say it enough to have one that I do. Mr. Fantabulous, Bob and Weave or Duck and Weave? You know, I'm you the doing? kind of person who doesn't need to engage in that behavior. I just live my oh. life and I um, just walk. So wow. um, I'm not, you know, trying to avoid authority like you guys are. Wow. Mm. I you feel add like that there's into your a horror movie and then kill yeah, them yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to... I would an... deserve it. If I was the yeah, character yeah, that yeah. said that, I would yeah. definitely be the first yeah. to go. So. Wait, but I didn't give you the note of arrogant producer. Did I give Fair you that enough. note? I didn't. I just, you know, I just, uh, I just took it the way yeah. I wanted and I take direction well. So. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> also, so that's the business side, right? So let's get back to the craft. Continue to read plays. Read plays. This is the backbone of where theater came from. Movies are, in the history of the world, relatively new. Television's even newer. So continue to read plays. No, um, I I did a great mini-sode that you can see about which plays you should start with. But the American greats, you can even go back to to the, the the Greek tragedies. Um, Shakespeare, but just Ashley Judd used to read a play every morning. She'd wake up at 7 when she was at Playhouse West. I don't know what time she woke up, but I'm assuming. 7 sounds about right. Sounds about right. And, you know, she'd have class by 9 o'clock, and so she will have read an an hour and a half play before she came to school every day. Just picked one up and read it. And then she'd do her hair. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? Because she's reading the plays. You've got to wake up at 6 then, get ready. Okay. Read the play. Couldn't she just throw wise. it in a ponytail? I don't know if she did or did not. Okay. This is why I don't ever. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> but but it's just really important. So you, it's a great thing to do maybe set aside a few hours a week to read a play. Do you think this is similar to if you're going to get into politics knowing history? Exactly. And if you're in medicine, how many veins there are. Mm. Or just biology or anything. You have to read you know, medical breakthroughs. They read my uh, friend, the doctor, he has to read him medical journals. You know, right. you have to stay up. That's kind of like learning the business. But obviously when he was, he had to learn all the history of biology and how like, you know, polio and read the history of it and how it got. It's a random one. I mean, it's a disease. Yeah, definitely. It's, and a doctor should, people a lot. should be concerned about it. Do you come across people often, Sean, that are working in this industry that have never read Streetcar or what? some of the biggest ones, Romeo and Juliet. My experience, quite honestly, is when I'm sitting around a set, we all start talking. And it's very rare to meet someone who is got that is well-trained and has been around for a while that has not read stuff. It's very rare to me. Now, there might be new people, but you might say, I'll probably not see them again after mm-hmm. a couple of movies. Maybe. It just, it, it's basically, if you think of the triangle theory, you're, bigging, you're building the biggest base you can to, you know, build your tower yeah. on. You want the, the 
bigger the base, the higher it can go. The other yeah. thing, too, Sean. That's geometry. You mentioned Paris earlier, and if you were to ever you know, travel to a foreign country not knowing the language at all, you're going to have a much tougher time than if you speak some of the language. That's so, exactly right. If you're like equipped in just the general goings-on of the business, keeping up with the trades, and knowing the important works that sort of are the foundation of your career, you're just going to have an easier time. Yes. Are you and, asking and, Sean how much and French he I knows? will say, and I will say, no, my daughter is AP French. Mm-hmm. So, And this year is just all about like conversational and culture, so... We are stoked, but then, of course, she's going to say, Dad, me and my sister want to bail on you and your girlfriend. So that's when we'll be in trouble, when she leaves us. That's kind of like the equivalent of you acting with a like a Robert De Niro, though. If you're yeah. not that good, they'll ele- elevate you. So you don't know friends. You pick somebody who there does. There you go. That's Stand right. next to them. Well, here's the other thing. So especially, guys, if you're going to New York, it's a theater town. It just is. And more than even in L.A. that doesn't have a strong theater uh, world, you, I mean, there's stuff going on off-Broadway, brand new plays. You've got to know the playwrights, uh, and you have to know what's going on. Neil LeBute, if you don't know who that is, if you're in New York, you've got to figure these things out. David Mamet, you have to know these people. That's much more of a theater town, so that's even extra for you New York-bound people. Also... Just keep up with what's happening. There's a lot. You can't do it all, but watch movies and TV shows. So Roxy always tells me to break it down simply and what my tip is, and here it is. During the week, for TVs and movies, you can pick one. This is an example for movies. Pick one classic, AFI Top 100. Pick one current movie that's getting a lot of buzz and heat like us so go to the movies you mean go to the movies and one from a director or actor that you like and you might be able to kill two birds or even three birds in one stone what if you said i love young al pacino and i see the godfather then you've got your classic and your al pacino all in one Mm. and what if you say I love Denzel Washington. Well, he got his Academy Award for Glory, so you could watch that, which is a pretty well-known movie. But if you watched him in Philadelphia with Tom Hanks, which is an Academy Award movie, then you're knocking out two in one movie. So that's what I would say. And then in TV, you can do the same. One classic television show. Going back to movies, do you still watch this? Or this is just for the first two years? I know we're talking about I do it because I love it. Okay. I will go back and see a movie I haven't seen. I'm just now that I'm kind of getting reengaged in horror a little bit. Someone said today you have to watch The Hills Have Eyes. It's so been. good, I love it. Someone said it was so gnarly. It is gnarly. Great, Gabe, my partner oh. who was in here, Gabe was like, "It's so messed up." So, do you but watch I'm, two usually a week movies? Oh, on I average? watch well with TV and movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching a lot. I'm watching a lot, of, especially what's going on. And now we're even adding documentaries to that as well. You know it's not the craft of acting, but, man, it's what people are talking about for sure. There's so many documentaries right now on Netflix over the last six months that so many people are talking about, mm-hmm. and HBO and you know other areas. And you want to be in the part of the conversation. And they're usually well-made and usually something to learn, especially because it's real human behavior, which you should be observing anyway, and the way people respond to things. Mm -hmm. So 
definitely continue to educate yourself outside of class. Get rich, rich. Because, again, these lawyers are doing it and these doctors are doing it. They're practicing in their hospital rounds, and then they're going home and hitting the books because they have exams. I mean, it's intense. So that's how we want you to approach this. Now, here's another thing that I didn't put in here is you still have to live your life. You still have to put time to self-care, take care of yourself. I want to do a show about self-care. I have one on mental health uh, self-care that we'll do. But I also want to, you know, physical self-care, socializing, being with friends, because that's part of living, too. How many hours a week? I know that seems like a strange question, but how many hours a week do you need to make sure you are just living your life? I mean, I would say at least uh, one night during the week, you go out with a friend for a dinner or something like that, and definitely have one blowout night, either Friday or Saturday night, to just go out and have a blast, you know? And you can do more with a lunch or a breakfast or a coffee, which you say, hey, we're going to rehearse, but let's go grab breakfast first. You know, a little bit here and there. But make sure you're making those touchstones for yourself and socializing. It helps in your life. And plus, when you're out and about, you get great ideas for movies and shorts and things like that. Which, wait a minute, that's our next subject. (laughs) Create content, produce content with friends. And make sure you're performing. That's, again, why I said Playhouse West and the Growlings. They do shows so you can be seen and you can just practice in front of people. And it's really good to do that. But this is what's going on in terms of the web series. You and I are talking. This would be a funny web series about people who are doing a show podcast together. And then outside, they're like, you know, the premise would be Kevin Undergaro says, you guys need to have more chemistry, spend a lot of time outside of here. And you and I, the way we're so different and struggle with communication, how awkward and, you know, we just take what what is and we crank it up to an absurd level. And then we've got a comedy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know and what you mean. Take I'm, it from and real I'm life signing and I'm, on. Yeah, you're writing it right now. Yeah. Wait, I think Mr. Fantabulous is going to write this, right? I would definitely co-write with Rox. I know for a fact she's a... You know what? So are you, Sean. Thank you. All of us can write. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. We could do... He could do... Like you see us cutting out of here and then just trying really hard to relate. And we all three can't relate to each other at all. We should film that. That That would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. But again, and that's literally how and why. Because doing this show, we have networked with each other. We know each other. And then we can grow from that. I just did this. I just made a little short. Did you see that I put out? Is that the one with the one under the bed? Yeah. I loved that. I called, forgot to tell you that I loved it. It was called Crazy Bitch. It's just small, like, Please my friends Please look and it I, up. It's really cute and funny. I really enjoyed it. We shot it in a day. And yeah. Then a week later, it was up. We put it on YouTube. Sure. Because it was fun. Because it was fun, and now you have content. And I did a series of web videos, like, gosh, seven, eight years ago. And every once in a while, I go, someone else commented, or, you, you know. Yeah. You never know. And I actually got, five years later, a lead, or one of the leads in a horror movie, because this guy didn't know who I was, looked me up, looked up a YouTube channel. In terms, like he knew who I was, but he wanted to get to know me better. And he's like, "Oh, he's got a few videos up." And he and he watched one with me doing tie this together, me doing a parody of how people think that I look like Steve Buscemi, mm-hmm. and it gets absurd to the point because he's on Boardwalk Empire in the twenties that I say, 
But if you ever need a brother who loves dancing the Charleston, and I like jump into it and I do like a twenties dance and I try to that. do a, and so because of that, he cast me as a murderous priest in uh, the movie about a massacre in Iowa in the early nineteen hundreds. A priest who killed everyone with the blunt end of an axe. See how that ties together? The 1920s Charleston. (laughs) And I was like, how did... And he goes, I just knew after seeing that. And I was like, you're the director. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. But you you do it because you love it, not because... You do it because you love it. Uh, Rox and her friend had a fun idea. They talked about it. This is great. Walk me through a little bit of how that came to be. Kind of a a friend of ours who we know because she's been on set with us before. And she met one of our friends through acting class and whatever. And she was like, "Uh, I have this idea. Can I send you guys like two pages on it? And you guys put your two cents. We had one phone call. We were like, actually, wouldn't it be funny if... Instead of this being the ending with horror, it kind of had this weird spin at the end. Right. She was like, yeah, that's great. Uh, what's your guys' schedule? We gave her two dates that worked for both of us. She picked one of them. She said, I'll, I'll bring in the rest of the people who want to do it. Five people got together. We shot it at my friend's a parent's house. Yeah. And uh, we... It looked good. It, took, like, it was funny. Six hours to shoot or something. Yeah. We all had soup together and a drink yeah. afterwards. And, yeah. And that was that. Like, it was not like months or years of what do we do? It just kind of was like, you guys want to do this? Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. What are you Let's doing do on it. a Saturday? Because that's my day off. Yep. Oh, yeah, Saturday works for us. Great. Right. And there you go. And then. We're doing another one coming next month. And too. because you. I, I'm sorry I didn't get the casting notice. Hey, what about hey. your horror short, baby? Oh. Uh. Yeah, no. Well, we got to do, we have to do this. This is a uh, sorority girl one. You think you could play one? Sure. Yeah, why not? You know me. (laughs) Anyway, I have no idea what that means, but I think it's a good blanket statement. You know me. (laughs) You know, can you do, you know me. And then if you go, well, Sean, you're not, and I would say it's firmer. That's me and Gabe's favorite joke, as you say. Uh, So disagree with me, right? So I say, ask me if I can play a sorority girl. Can you play the sorority girl? You know me. Uh, They're like 20 and the women. You know me. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sure. It's just like it's the on the British TV shows when they always go, "Good day, sir." Good, but say, "Good day, sir." Good, I said, "Good day." I said, sir. "Good day, sir." So it's that same kind of joke. Mm, I love. I that like show. it. Let's double it down. It makes no, yeah, it makes no sense, but it's always good because it's just firm. Yeah. And nowadays, of course, anything that's said firmly is believed by everybody. You say it longer too, like you know me, and then. You, you know, know me. me. Yeah, that's a good direction. See, we work well together. Mm. All right. And things. then lastly, <laughs> but not least in the 10-year plan. Now, this is for all of two it. Two-year plan. Two-year plan. Ten-year plan. See? I just Because it's number 10 on mm-hmm. my list. That's why. In the two-year plan, guys, listen to the Danny Franzese episode. Hustle. Hustle. These are thinking within the box. He gives you a whole bunch of tips on how to think outside not outside the box but around the box up above the box under sideways just different ways to approach things thinking ahead like just all the things you really need to do it's a fantastic fantastic episode on how to hustle if you are sitting around and you are on facebook for more than or instagram or Twitter, and you're sitting there non-business related, if it's business related because you're following a certain actor or you know something like that, okay. 
but or trying to get a social media presence, okay. But if you're sitting around for more than a couple hours... Looking at your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend yeah, stalking... Exactly. Then you need to be doing something else. I'm not talking about a break. I'm talking about you. there's always something you can be doing. And the, and the inspiration is there's millions of people here trying to do the same thing. So you've got to think outside of the box. I completely agree. Uh, very briefly, my dad, who um, was music industry, but also he promoted Muhammad Ali's last fight, uh, brought Aerosmith back together, like was very, very 21 when he was doing all these things. The, one of the lessons that he always said to me was when everybody is climbing a ladder, grab a rope. Right. Because all you're doing when you're climbing the same ladder as everybody is you're stepping on each other and it's harder to get to the top. So you right. have to find a rope. And that's like how you think outside of the box. So these are all the things that have to be givens. You have to be in acting class. Yeah. You have to be watching movies. You have to be doing plays. But doing this might not be enough. So you have to find that rope, whatever that is for you, which Danny talks about, too. Yeah. How he gets there. Uh, If there was an answer for everybody, then Sean would just give it to you right now. Right. But there's not. There isn't. There's no exact science. So what we're going to talk about in the next few weeks we're going to explore these is what you do after you establish these things and these really really good habits of hustling and reading your plays and knowing when you're going to watch your movies and when you're going to read your online business rags is then it's ready to start to moving into the business and that's getting headshots starting to audition for everything you can you're going to get a package together which includes your headshots some material. So if Roxy had absolutely nothing, her short would be part of her visual package of an acting reel. So that's what you need to work on too. And then getting an agent. And these are the things we're going to be covering in the next few weeks. And But that's really only after you have put these into a nice, strong, habitual place in your life. For me, my first two years. So here's the other thing about the two-year plan that I have to wrap this up with is after the two years, am I saying you have to be a star? Jenna Fisher in her book says it was six years before she got any real acting work and eight years before she got the office. Well, for me, it was two years I had gotten into the Sunday show at Groundlings, which means it's kind of a thing where the people getting cut, 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 and a few of us got into the Sunday show, and I got in. So after my two years, was I working or SAG? No, but I had progressed. So after the two years, you're just checking to see, have I progressed in the path I'm on that makes sense? If you go to this class, you don't get further, this class, this class, and you're running it. Then if it doesn't feel right and the joy and the passion of doing it and the payoff don't feel good to you and you leave, at least you can say you tried. But, Sean, do you really think somebody could do all of these things and not feel like they've progressed? Uh, if they – look, there are some people for because of – you know, my friend Gabe and I were talking about the movie Us today, and we just realized that who you are and where you come from and the time you may be in a place where you were raised that you don't know how to access your emotion at all. So you cannot move progress in your acting class at all. And you're two years you're still stuck in the beginning beginning class and everyone you started with is in the advanced. These are things to look at and see why and you know, why it's not working and what's not happening. 
some of these things, these are, like you said, they're, we don't know what your rope is or, or if you have the access to that rope because of many different things. Yes, you can be out here and, and feel like you're not doing well. And uh, to me, it's really if you're not doing well in any of your classes and none of it's maybe working. Maybe you don't like it. And maybe you don't like it. And maybe you don't like the lifestyle. There's tons of different reasons. So it's a or you don't point. like the people or you don't like the atmosphere in which this industry lives. There's tons of different or reasons. Or the city. There's tons of different reasons. But at least you can say, I gave it a shot. And you go home with your head held high going, hey, that was a great experience. And you will learn from it regardless. You're going to learn something about yourself. But if you've progressed a little, you know, definitely progressed, then you go, okay, let me throw on another two years. Is this the same thing for any age, Sean? Yes, any age. Uh, I had a, so if you had a whole career or if you're 18 years old. Or... And I might have um, back, I might have him on this show. A actor, Tim Peck from Nashville, came out here when he was 52 years old. And he had lived a life, had a divorce, had some money, and said, I want to live this life. And he came out here, and he heard my two-year plan at a workshop in Memphis and came out here. There's another kid at Playhouse West who was at that same um, seminar. And so the two people came out, and they're living it right now. So it's definitely worth giving it a shot because two years isn't that long in the scheme of your whole life. So that is the two-year plan. Okay. So now we go to a stories from the set. And because we were talking about picking your lane, I was in Growlings for two years and again. Uh, so three and a half to four years. Because you got in main company after Sunday company? Or Sunday company for two years. No, I actually never made it in the main, main company oh. because I decided to leave and study because I didn't know how to audition. So these casting directors kept seeing me and saying, oh, my God, you're so funny. We want to bring you in. And I was so bad at auditioning, they said, you need to learn how to act. Mm. You're really great at sketch and all that stuff. And so I went and took Playhouse West, and I was there for a few years. And then I got an acting coach, and we'll talk about coaching, at some point that knew how to merge the two and say, Sean, this is when you put on this the Groundlings hat. This is when you put on more of the Playhouse hat. This is when you merge the two within a scene. Like he helped me just shape it, and he gets to, a coach gets to know you. And he would say, you're too nice. So when you're doing the angry scene, you're whining and you keep putting your um, hands in your pocket and you keep talking really high with your voice or too fat, you know, all these different things. And he mm -hmm. worked with me to craft it. Um, and so I wanted to talk about a story from the set. There was a show uh, in the 90s called Lois and Clark. It was about Superman and Dean Kane, Terry Hatcher. Dean Kane, Terry Hatcher. And I was blessed enough to be on that show. And the fun was uh, the first half of the show, I was very dorky. Um, I was the dorky office worker. And the city was a buzz because there was word that under, uh, under New York, a bunch of Nazis had been frozen and they were going to come and take over the city. And everyone was nervous and uh, who, who they were going to be. And then the word was, oh, they're among us now. Uh, they've already come up. And the second half, there's a big revelation and the doors open. And me, the dorky guy, is one of the generals of the Nazi. And I get to play so super oh, you've dorky. you played a Nazi before? Yeah, super dorky. And, I mean, comic book Superman yeah. Nazi. Okay, let's get that straight. 
uh, hey, Ray Fiennes, that's how he broke into this business on Schindler's and List. And the most, so. And the most, most horrific. Incredible performance. And, yeah. Uh, and so I got to be the dorky, nerdy guy at the beginning. And then I uh, transitioned. transitioned into playing a Nazi. And I got to use both of my tools, which was really, really fun. And then Superman, Dean Cain, threw me across the lobby of a building. And I smashed into a wall. So I had to stand on a box. And they, you know, he would go, Ugh! and I jumped off the box. And then, of course, they had a stunt guy, you know, fly Wasn't across. You? No, I didn't get that bump. That is such a cool, I didn't know you were on the show. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. like, and I was like, throughout the whole thing. It was like a really huge guest star. I do remember that audition. I do remember going to my coach and him saying, have a lot of fun being the dork. You know, Superman's a comic book movie, so it was over the top. I was more nerdy than the Jimmy Olsen. The Jimmy Olsen on that show actually wasn't that nerdy. Um, and so I was so dorky. And then, and so the audition, they had you do the dorky part. And then I remember taking the time, and we'll talk about how to audition. We'll definitely do an episode about how to audition. But I just said, give me a second. I turned around, and then I just came completely different as the Nazi guy. And because my reveal is an elevator and I was like, I think it's time for us to take over this newspaper, you know, and that was like, dun, 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 you know what I mean? And it was really fun. And I remember the the people going, wait a minute, this is that guy from the goofy commercials and now he can do this. So this was after Got Milk. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really, really fun and exciting to play both types. But my lane was comedy. So I got in my lane was comedy. Even though I did People Under the Stairs early, people think, oh, your first movie was People Under the Stairs. That was a drama. But the lead up to that was several years of comedy commercials and comedy guest stars. And Groundlings. And Groundlings and performing at the Groundlings. So my way in was comedy. And then luckily I got to learn drama because 60% of what I've done since is drama. Even though I'd love to do more comedy, I do more drama you than I do, do it comedy. All. I want to do it all. But as a character actor, you're blessed because you can forever. And especially when you're dorky like me, you can do it forever. Look at Steven Root. I mean, good Lord. He's so amazing in all his current stuff. Now he's doing deep, dark, dramatic stuff. And, yeah. You know, he was in Office Space and so funny in that. But think about Office Space and think of Get Out. I mean, so different, you know. And that's the journey. So... But you have to get your lane in. I never would have gotten those opportunities if I didn't pick my lane that I was strongest at and felt the most passionate about, which was comedy. So that's how it can pay off, and that was Lois and Clark. So it was really, really fun. So that is our show for today. Roxy, where can we find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Mr. Funtabulous, Jeff Graham. You know me. You can find me on Twitter (laughs) at Jeff C. Graham. You say it again. Know me. I feel like I talked. I feel like I talked over you. So say uh, no, it again. You're all good. It's uh, Jeffrey C. Graham. That's there you can find me. Yep. All right. Just want to make sure you were heard. And uh, me at that guy SMW on Instagram and Twitter, and Sean Whalen Peeps on Facebook. And as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first; we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.